Eskimos Pod, the comic book book club. Uh, and this week we're doing a 2018 Avengers run from Jason Aaron, um, titled The Age of Khonshu. Uh, specifically, they run issues, technically issues 33 through 37, uh, but 31 gives a little bit of backstory and, and, and lead up to the main run there. Um, probably my favorite comic book character. Actually, no, that's that's 100% true. It is my favorite comic book character. <laughs> Moon Knight is my favorite comic book character. He is Batman with ident- like disassociative identity disorder. He, uh, he, he literally is everything that I aspire to be, plus or minus um, some <laughs> mental health issues. <laughs> Batman with even more mental issues. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you can only be left to die at the foot of an Egyptian god so many times before you lose your mind. And That's all of this makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, the the run itself was actually... It's it's fairly recent. Like, it wrapped up, what, this past year? Uh, yeah, I think it wrapped up in 2020. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, uh, even though it's... Uh, yep, 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't know if that's like because of like COVID or whatever, but I I actually I was getting those individual runs sent through um, Marvel and um, Gotham Comics in the city, which is pretty cool. Um, but it is it's a fun run of comics. It, it mixes three of my favorite things that have to do with comic books usually. First of which is uh, Egyptian like folklore or you know the the ilk. Uh, second. Um, is the Avengers failing, which is always super fun. <laughs> um, and third of which is Moon Knight, uh, which I mentioned before is my favorite superhero character. And it's not the first time that he's gone around and absolutely given it to the uh, the Avengers uh, universe as a whole. Um, much like, uh, much like um, uh, Deadpool, he has gone through a, a run of just absolutely berating and belittling the Avengers in certain places by murdering them and then you know seeing their ghosts and stuff um he was voted like the 89th best comic book character which is absolute horseshit he's 89th? number one in my heart yeah 89th <laughs> uh, he's number one in my heart so whoever voted i wonder who the other 88 are we gotta do an actual mid episode on that at some point yeah, who are the yeah, 100 go, best comic book he goes, characters? uh he, all right so the character moon knight was ranked by wizard magazine as the 149th greatest comic book character of all time and then ign also listed moon knight as the 89th greatest comic book character stating that moon knight is more or less what would happen if batman were to have disassociative identity disorder so yeah i mean um yeah and he's number 49 on the list of top 50 avengers like that's such horseshit my man deserves more respect than this i stand for that's really rough i I feel like i Let's snapshot that right there, and I guarantee you, when the Oscar Isaac show comes out and there's a live action version, that shit's gonna shoot up. Oh yeah, it'll be like number twenty or some shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's gonna be, it's gonna suck up because like I forgot that Blade was considered an event point too, uh, which we'll get into in a minute. But uh, I was just like, yo, uh, this is such disrespect for a guy that has literally been around since like I don't know, nineteen eighty. Um, so you, you, you got to put some respect on his name. He, he's, he's the Moon Knight for a gosh darn reason. Um, I was so happy because I like a lot of this back here is that Avengers, but I hadn't read that far in. And, and when I, I picked this, I didn't even realize that I hadn't read that far in <laughs> and it was something I hadn't gotten to yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I mean, a, I was sad because the Chadwick Boseman, pages started popping up about halfway through this run and it just reminded me yeah shit 2020 really took chadwick uh but it was like they like i like he hadn't passed at the time so i assume it it wasn't like a a super planned thing but the way they made black panther like the most badass hardcore like come fuck with me now character was amazing yeah additional backstory on that or not too much additional, but before this comic run, Black or uh, Black Panther became head of the Avengers, so he's leading the Avengers throughout this entire run as well. So, which if there's anyone who should be, if there's anyone who should be leading the Avengers, is probably Black Panther. 
Um, as much as we all love Steve Rogers, he's a bitch. And, like, we love Tony, but Tony's, like, too volatile. Like, Well, well Steve and Tony are, like, they're, they're too far on each side of the morality coin, very, right? Yeah, <laughs> correct. And, and, like, Steve won't break any rule for any reason, like, essentially, kind of, sort of, in the comics. And Tony's like, fuck the rules, I'm Tony Stark. <laughs> so... <laughs> and where he is... So, uh, Black Panther like, is actually a king. Yeah. So T'Challa being a king factors heavily into the fact that he's already a seasoned a benevolent leader. ruler. Yeah, yeah, benevolent ruler, bro. It's, it's the way to do it. Yep. All right, let's get into this. Thirty-one opens up with Tony Stark trapped a million years in the past. The last uh, temptation. And another of cave. Tony Stark. In another, <laughs> in another cave. cave. <laughs> but what's funny is is that he starts the the comic book talking about the first time that he laid eyes on the devil. Uh, which is basically at some sort of weird uh, Stanley Kubrick eyes wide shut party, uh, which, yo, this shit was so funny because when I was like, I just watched Eyes Wide Shut, and I was like, yo, rich people do be doing the most. Yeah. It was like, like a, uh, it reminded me of that scene out of the Da Vinci Code. Uh, you remember when uh, the, the chick walks yeah. in and she sees like the weird satanic ritual going on? Yeah, with her yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, it's like apparently Howard back in the day was, uh, was holding. Uh... Bohemian Grove parties. Weird, that is yeah, <laughs> holding like weird satanic parties. I, yeah, I don't know how else to explain it. Of course, the flip side is like we learn very quickly that well, Mephisto shows up and is like, "I'm your dad," and he's like, "No, Howard's my dad," and Mephisto shows up in the form of Howard. <laughs> Tony's like, "What?" And you learn in like the first <laughs> few pages that like supposedly Howard traded Tony's soul or something to Mephisto, but like. We also never really get clarity, so we don't really know how. You find out yeah, we the don't run dive that into that yet. Fucking with everybody, so you don't really right. know if that's a real thing or not. <laughs> it's it's so funny though, because like Mephisto, and I said this before we started recording. He's one of those characters that like I haven't really come across in comics because I generally stay tend to stay away from like this section of Marvel. I like to get into like the magic and the whatever in DC because it's fucking dark. Like, yeah. It is so yeah. dark and so violent. Constantine, and like, all that. It's just yeah, yeah. Zatanna. And, yeah. Yeah. In this case, it was like almost like he, he was playing like the devil in the Bible, which is like the devil, like the Cat Williams version of the devil. He's like, I will give you everything that you see. And then God was like, you can't give that to me. It's fine, bitch. And like, like, I just want your soul. That, yeah. And like that's like the inherent fight that sets up in 31, which is like Tony basically – the other thing, too, which I should think we should mention before I get much further, is that we also come to learn that there have always been Avengers on Earth. No matter how far back in time that you go, there has been some sort of, like, connection either to um, uh, to Doctor Strange's power or it's to his primordial whole... powers, right? So there's, yeah. what, the Eye of Agamotto. Uh, there's mm. always been an Iron Fist. There's always <clears throat> been a Starbrand. There's always been a Phoenix, a Ghost Rider. Um, uh, yeah, who am I forgetting? Uh, Mjolnir. Mjolnir no, and uh, yeah. Black Panther. Wielder of Mjolnir and the Black yeah and the Black Panther. So those and are the original and, seven. And don't forget, there's also technically always been a Guard Knight. Uh, and they also say that there's always a Tony Stark. So there there has yeah, to be a true. Tony Stark. So there has uh, to be a Tony Stark. Tony Stark is apparently a primordial power. Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Well, being being the smartest man on Earth has always been a. Yeah, uh, and not necessarily like a primordial power, but like in every timeline, for the timeline to succeed, there has to be a Tony Stark. Right. If there yeah. isn't a Tony yeah. Stark, timeline fails. So Tony apparently, like, apparently Mephisto has a time crystal uh, when he meets him in the form of his father. Um, yeah, he has the time Stark. stone. Yeah, he has the time stone. He has One the, the infinity, infinity time stone. And Tony, living in this Ice Age cave, decides that he's going to become like Ice Age iron man or some shit like that <laughs> gotta work with because, what you got you know because why not tony and like he fights mephisto and basically he like shoots at the crystal but all of a sudden he gets transported in time to the future um and what i never i didn't understand maybe you guys could probably like give me some clarity on this is like so he shoots at it and then what like he's just like he accepts his fate that like you know mephisto is gonna like take over the world or what? Because like they mention it in the pages that like all they have to do is create doubt in one Tony Stark for it to ripple across all the Tony Starks and all of the universes. 
Yeah, I don't really know how that part works. That part yeah. seemed a little far fetched, and it's gonna it leads more into what is gonna come after this run more so than what we're gonna go over right now or what we're gonna read right, right now. But essentially, he he blasts the time stone with all the power he has left. While his... thinking of his own timeline, yeah, in hopes to, that it yeah. will somehow to get magically do back, the thing. But like he also, in the midst of traveling back, he sees visions of like a bunch of yep. other shit, and that's what puts doubt in him, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. he sees Baby Starbrand, which we'll bring up in a minute. He sees uh, Rogers acting kind of weird. Like he sees like all sorts of like wild stuff. Yeah, and he sees like it, visions of Mephisto basically. While going back to the future, destroyed. basically he sees future like even far further future visions that could come sure. to pass if Mephisto wins. Yeah, or something. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he ends up in basically what is uh, episode thirty-two, and. You know, he goes to visit Mephisto in jail, and jail is in Las Vegas, of course, because that is the devil's playground, as everyone knows. That's where um, Doctor Strange locked him up, apparently. Yeah, which is hysterical, because, like, you know, I've never known comic book version of Doctor Strange to have too much of a sense of humor, but apparently in this one he does, and whatever. So, you know, he's very happy, he leaves, and all of a sudden, though, you start to get glimpses, and I think this is kind of like, 32 really isn't so much canon on this run. Yeah. I would I would say that it's probably like a precursor to what happens after um the um uh, the Age of Conchu. So basically like Namor, um Dracula, uh the Russians. Yeah, like Red Widow and, and that group and then um gosh, I forget the group that Colson is apparently Coulson leading run? now. Yeah, I so Mephisto is... brought Colson back to life. Yeah. So like it all them like are, all the... them are planning to or Mephisto is kind of making They're it his so... pawns, yeah. and he's trying to bring them together to fight the Avengers. Because each of these individual groups have a separate vendetta against the Avengers. And Mephisto is trying to plant the seed of making them all team up against them. Yeah, it's the Squadron Supreme of America. That's the Squadron Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and they look absolutely horrifying, uh, <laughs> if, if I do yeah. say so myself. Um, they, I mean, it's just, uh, they literally look like four or five characters out of the boys, pretty much. <laughs> you get um, kind of. Run. Um, but you also get the introduction of a star brand baby, um, in 32, which is super important to the rest of the, um, the Moon Knight run because star brand baby is, I guess, the byproduct of Tony Stark and Captain Marvel having a baby. Nah, 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 nah. No, 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 no. No, that's so the they, meme. They get the yeah. Tony jokes about that, but they get the they get the Starbrand baby before this run. Um, they oh, have yeah. a they have an outer space. They have some stuff go down in space, and they end up with the Starbrand baby, which Tony was not a part of. Right. Cool. Uh, uh, so I just wanted to go back to the, uh, <laughs> the Squadron Supreme of America because I just double checked who the the members are, and it's Blur, Doctor Spectrum, Hyperion. Nighthawk oh. and Power Princess. Hyperion, nice. I like Hyperion. That's a pretty cool character. Yeah, because so, you only see him for a page, and they don't actually factor into this story, but they're going to factor into whatever comes after Age of Khonshu. Yeah, 32, like, Which is, I, 32 I mean, didn't really have much to do with Age of Khonshu. It just kind of nah. leads, it kind of builds up to yeah. what comes after. But it's funny, so like 31 and 32, like you think Mephisto is going to be the bad guy, and then mm-hmm. like you get to 33, which starts the five-issue Age of Khonshu run. And <laughs> Mephisto's not the bad guy at all. <laughs> well, I mean, he is, but he isn't. At the right? start, so, so, like, maybe for the first <laughs> issue, Mephisto's still the bad guy, and then you slowly see that, like... Basically, this is what happens when Khonshu starts to take what he thinks are necessary means to fight off Mephisto, but becomes... You either die a hero or you uh, live, live long, long enough, enough to see yourself become the villain. It's very much so. uh, like Kanshu's arc in this, or like the way the way it plays out with Kanshu is very much to me reminiscent of um, when Tony sees Thanos coming long before, <clears> and so he kind of goes a little crazy and builds Ultron, who also like is a massive threat to the world. So like. Right. Kanchu, Kanchu here, like in the in the first 
issue in 33 when you get started in the age of Khonshu here. Um, Moon Knight just shows up to, to Danny or to Iron Fist to Kun Lao for uh, you know to meet Danny Iron Fist, and Iron Fist is like, "What the hell, bro? What's up?" Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there bent over in the snow yeah. in Kunlun. You could have just uh, called. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's like, bro, I'm in New York usually. Like, why didn't you just hit me up? I love uh, the line. He's, he's like, like, Luke's uh, not big on texting either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. I like, but like the whole point, and, and this is why I love. So this isn't. I, I've mentioned this before. This isn't the first time that Moon Knight has gone out and like absolutely raked the Avengers. It's just something that he likes to do every like ten years or so. I think in the in the eyes of the comic book world, they're just like. Uh, he's overdue for a episode. Uh, let's murder everyone. Uh-huh. And um, he like the fight. So it, in order, it goes Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, Ghost Rider, and then he tries to take down Black Panther, but he can't. So like, what he's trying to do is he's trying to get all of the primordial powers yep. that exist in a buildup. So basically, like, Khonshu is experiencing satanic panic internally. And he's like, oh, the, the the devil is coming, and he is going to unleash hell, on me, and I cannot take it. Please, someone do something. And what I didn't understand, which I guess maybe is part of, like, one of the older runs, but, like, I've been reading Moon Knight for as long as I can remember, so I didn't see any of this. Uh, Khonshu at some point gets, like, worshippers, and they build him, like, a temple in Thebes. And Moon Knight shows up, and he's like, this mother is fucking with my shit. I'm going to whoop his ass. Where is he? I'm going to beat him down. Like, he can't keep doing this shit. I love that he shows and... up and is just like, I'm going to fuck this god up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I like, think I like that throughout this entire story. Like, we're technically in the present day, but, like, each story begins with, like, a slight flashback, a prelude to how they got to this point real quick. Yeah. Um, and then, so, even though we start off with uh, Moon Knight literally just chilling about to beat the shit out of Danny, Doctor Strange... Uh, etc and then we get this flashback of wait why is he doing this like how did he get to this point so then it's, it's because he visits uh konshu in his temple which apparently yes this temple exists now um and he's like I, where is he where is he? and then it's like he, a bad what? relationship with your father like, basically yeah, exactly what it is yeah, yeah. He busts like, through. Like, I'm going to whoop dad's ass. <laughs> and what does he find there, though? Khonshu oh, just huddling behind a pillar uh, saying, cowering. he's terrified. Kill me. He's, he's like, Mephisto, yeah. me. he's like, please beat the shit out of me. I know why you're here. Beat me up. Kill me. Yeah, I have I have these visions. He, he essentially sees all the visions and worse than what yep. Tony sees earlier. So he sees all these horrible visions of Mephisto's going to end the world. He's going to burn the world down and like all this other stuff. Um and Moon Knight also sees those visions, and that convinces Moon Knight to agree with Khonshu that the only way to save the world is by taking down these Avengers with the primordial powers and taking the powers and giving them to Khonshu so that he's powerful enough to stop Mephisto or stop the end of the world and all this other stuff. And that's all right, so he... this part I didn't understand, right? So, yes, he's trying to get the powers together, right? But like, why not just say "Yo, Avengers, Mephisto is coming"? Like, let's well, use our powers uh, combined. Supposedly, something in their vision was the vision was something about the only way to stop it was Khonshu being the one to become powerful enough to stop him. But we also you find out later that Moon Knight doesn't trust that part of it either because he, he ends up like he doesn't give the ghost rider power to Khonshu. He gives him the other ones, but he doesn't like, he gives him the eye of Agamotto. He gives him the iron fist, but he doesn't, you find out he's like, yeah, I, I, I didn't trust that guy. I don't fully trust him either. I'm making sure I have some leverage as well. Yeah. But then I think the, I don't think they necessarily alluded to it, but you get the feeling throughout reading the entire run that, Maybe Mephisto planted the seed himself that Khonshu needed to get all the powers himself. Well, we learn at it's, the end yeah. of this this entire run, Mephisto has been here for as long. Like Mephisto has been on Earth for as long as there's been an Earth because and, of the Time Stone. Yeah, right. And in every iteration of it, he's the one that's brought trouble to the Avengers' doorstep throughout the course of it. But we also know that for as long as there's been a Mephisto, there have been these like primordial powers 
you know, Mjolnir, the Black Panther lineage, all that other stuff. But that also includes Moon Knight. So part of the reason that I think, and I, the, Khonshu kind of mentions this when he's like talking to his acolytes at one point. He's just like, they've always overlooked me. For as long as there's been a knight, I've been there to fuck with you. And these, these mothers, they constantly fucking overlook me and I'm sick of the bullshit <laughs> and I'm here to hold you down. I will hold you down. Um, but wait, before we get uh, too far in, um, him fighting Thor was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life to take Mjolnir away from him. Because Thor, like, they really make to- Thor into, like, the dumb guy comic book uh, character. <laughs> oh, yeah. That he's that he's always should have been. And, like, Thor's, like, swinging his hammer around, and Moon Knight's just like, so you know what Euro is, or Uru is, right? That's cool. But do you know what Uru really is? And Thor's just, like, talking his shit and, like, swinging his <laughs> hammer around. He's just he's like, like, I don't give a fuck. You do understand that it's been here long before you have, right? Like, maybe since the first stone. And Thor's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And he's like, it's made out of moon. It's made out of moonstone, you idiot. Moonstone. I am Moon Knight. That is Moonstone. I now control this. And they're standing on the moon where he would clearly yep. be his, at his most powerful. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it's just, it was so funny because, like, you just realize he's like, I'm going to beat you face with a hammer. So Moon yeah, Knight stops Mjolnir flying at him, and what's Thor's response? Mjolnir, why? Yeah, why have <laughs> Bro, you, he just told why have you forsaken why? me? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. Um, but yeah, at, like Khonshu at that point pulls in. He uses the Eye of Agamotto to pull in every moon he can from other dimensions or realities or or whatever. Um, and the moons serve two purposes: a) he crushes Thor with them after Moon Knight takes Mjolnir. Uh, B, there is no sun anymore. There's only night on Earth, and there's all these moons. different moons yeah. to make them as most, you know, as powerful as, as possible. Um, but it's... Uh, so at that point, they have the Eye of Agamotto, they have the Iron Fist, uh, they have... or Moon Knight has the Ghost Rider power. Uh, now they have Mjolnir. And they have Black all Panther don't chained have. up back in the... Yeah. Um, Back in the pyramid or, or the the tomb or whatever you want to call it, well, um, they have him. They have they have him locked up in uh, New Thebes City. I love it how they described it in the comic, formerly yeah. known as the Island of Manhattan. <laughs> so they just took over Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Manhattan. pyramids and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, and the, the thing with that is pyramids from like everywhere, which are also moon powered. Um, but it yep. gives him the power to conjure the mummies, the the all the other you know. Yep moon ancient egyptian oh yeah by the way uh, the undead are rising throughout this entire time (laughs) but Uh, they can't get t'challa's power because t'challa's power is in his blood it's literally a part of him so they would technically have to drain him dry do a transfusion i don't know some shit they never get that far kendrick lamar's yeah q kendrick lamar's dna uh, so (laughs) i got i got his lines are amazing in this black panthers are because the oh yeah the the disciples, I guess, for lack of a better word, the disciples of Khonshu are still there, and they're surrounding it with uh, they're surrounding T'Challa there while he's chained up, and they got the whips and all that stuff, and they're like, "Okay, so tell me, what do we have to do to get your powers from you?" And T'Challa's just like, "Call your god," and they're like, "You're gonna bow to our god, or and like give your powers up or whatever." And he's on his knees, chained, and he's like, "I'm already bowing," and they're like, "No, you're on your knees praying. You're not bowing." And T'Challa's just like. Call your god. And they keep on. They, like, they All right, then I'm praying to more, your god. Yeah, Bring ask, him in here. Yeah, they ask him a couple more questions, and he's like, call your god. And then finally they get agitated, and they're like, how many of us will it take? Or what will it take? How much blood do we have to spill uh, to get to, to get power, power the Black Panther or something like that? And he looks so, up at them, and he's like, bleed? he's like, all of it. Now call your god. I got, and it's I like, got, he's got, so got, badass. <laughs> <laughs> So all, all they don't have right now are it's T'Challa's blood, and then they don't have the Phoenix, and they don't have the Starbrand. Right. Yeah. And so that's fine. Funny that you mentioned the Starbrand because like that, you pivot to Carol. Which how many how many Marvels do we have now? Like because well, yeah, Carol Captain and Miss. two. Yeah. So so two. But like what I'm saying is is that Carol is not the original Miss Marvel. Carol's technically not the original Captain Marvel. Marvel is right. technically the original Captain Marvel. Yeah. Okay. But um that 
I I think as far as co- uh, modern comic continuity has gone, Captain Marvel's been Carol for a while. For now. a while, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but Kamala Khan came in like when did she come in? It was early two thousands, right? Wasn't it? That was more recent. I'm actually well, looking this up recent. now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tony and Carol are fighting off all these zombies with a star brand baby uh, in a Bjorn around Iron <laughs> the Iron Man. And like this baby is probably the dumbest looking baby you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> it looks it's like, like, it looks like an adult. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an adult that eats its own boogers. Or, or not an adult, but it looks like, like a toddler. Like they should be like six or seven years old, but they keep saying baby and they're like, like Carol has it in a, a, a holster around her chest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we forgot to mention one thing. What's that? So when Moon Knight gets all of the powers, he goes back to Vegas and he kills Mephisto. That's right. He oh does yeah. Kill our world's Mephisto. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He kills our world's Mephisto with with like uh, Mjolnir and like a whole bunch of other stuff. And um, Khonshu tells Moon Knight, "You know this isn't going to be enough." There is no, there is nothing on this earth or any other earth that will probably stop this man from coming back to get you, and it, it is, it's foreshadowing for what happens that we'll, what I'm about to get to. Um, but what's like really funny is that like in all of this, the entire time it's been like this almost like Cold War buildup of weapons for Konshu to get ready for for more Mephistos, and you're like, well, wait a minute, you killed one, why do you need to continue to build like? new Thebes city when you just killed the one on your earth and lo and behold out comes pirate mephisto um, <laughs> which is the funniest <laughs> shit i've ever seen in my entire life pirate mephisto is maybe uh the 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 best version i've ever seen in my entire my he's got entire like the yosemite book. sam pistols too which is hilarious yeah and what did he say oh wait here it is it was like um, bullets of fire that burn through souls or something. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, just bullets will do that. Soul piercing rounds. <laughs> just bullets will do that. And uh, it reads, Khonshu knew he was, uh, he was but the first of many visitors, many cosmic assassins to come. The age of Khonshu had only just begun, a million years in the making, and the moon god would not see it fail. Um, it's, it's funny because, like, now we've officially hit the fulcrum of two powers that don't want to let their 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 identities or their like possibilities for rulership go. Yep. And it's like Mephisto's like, this is my earth. I will have it for as long as I possibly can because I've always wanted it. And Moon Knight's like our consciousness like I've been a bitch my entire life. I've been overlooked, uh under celebrated, and now it is eternal night and I will hold it forever. Pretty much. Ab- yeah. And he's like, he's mad with, with, with fear, kind of like the fear drives him a little mad. Cause he's like, now I, I have to do this and I have to be in control or else Mephisto will burn everything to the ground and he'll end the world. So he's we like, we already knew Moon Knight was crazy, but Khonshu crazy too. Yeah. Just from a vision. He's now, he's gone completely mad and has collected all these powers and now has pyramids all over the world. And like it's eternal darkness and he's running shit. And wait a minute, wait a minute. are almost all down. Like, except for. Wait, what are you going to say, Andrew? We said we wouldn't do this. We're now on issue four, and we're still dealing with psychology. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> what, have, what have we done? Uh, we picked the wrong run. Uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. World's dark. <laughs> Matt, Matt said it. All of the Avengers are down except Captain America, She-Hulk, and one blade. <laughs> and uh, Carol and Tony are still up with the baby. They're still I, protecting the baby. They're yep. protecting the baby. Well, like we're gonna put them on a separate like mission trajectory. Yeah, they're, they're separate. So like yeah. Tony and Carol are like in the middle of a desert somewhere in like a Tony house, uh, which is like just an Iron Man mini structure. Um, yeah. Protecting the Star Brand baby. And unfortunately, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Blade, Captain America, and She Hulk are out here hitting train trying to find uh, basically they're hitting baited trains by Khonshu to find uh the three bodies of the the guys that were carrying the primordial powers which were Doctor Strange, um Ghost Rider and um who am I forgetting? Oh, uh, Danny, Danny Rand the Iron Fist. Yep. Um and obviously they succeed, they recover the bodies. Um 
they beat the crap out of a bunch of zombie human acolytes of Khonshu. Um, and they really like start to set themselves up for like, you know, uh, I guess what could be considered in some ways a final um, little battle between them and Moon Knight. Because now they're starting to identify that Moon Knight is probably the problematic one here, obviously, right? Right. Like he's the one who's 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 enabled Khonshu to get this far. They know that, you know, he's the one that took down Iron Fist and the Sorcerer Supreme and uh, Ghost Rider. So everyone's just kind of like, damn, Mark Spector really did us dirty this time, well, that, didn't he? They think. What they don't know is that T'Challa, still chained up there, has been with Moon Knight for a good chunk of this time. Or Moon Knight's been with him trying to convince him to give up the Black Panther power for Khonshu. Black Panther has been uh, trying to convince Mark Spector or Moon Knight that he is being misled like Conchu's like doing the wrong thing he's gone mad like all this other stuff and then that, that's when you like we said before it's when you kind of find out that um moon knight's like yeah i didn't give him all the powers <laughs> yeah, yeah so like, moon knight kind of knows at this point too like he's kind of caught on like all right this motherfucker might be a little crazy moon knight's just allowing it at this point because he still mm-hmm. does even though he recognizes that Conchu's crazy and like hates Conchu anyways he, he's also in his mind recognizing that this might still only be be the only way to defeat mephisto so yeah. he's still going along with it because of that more so than his blind faith in Conchu well, by any means but to the original point from matt and mephisto's not even the bad guy at this point <laughs> no like, it's all like, like Conchu's they, yeah. just mad from a yep. vision of mephisto yep. yeah and like it, it goes to show you number one bitch Conchu is but number two and i think more important the fact that like mark specter has spent so many years dealing with the repercussions of being the fist of, of moon knight being the fist of Conchu, that like it is absolutely excruciating to have to continue to deal with like number one being treated like a crazy person because like the entire book all the time anytime he runs into a character the first thing that any one of the avengers say to moon knight is we can get you some help <laughs> yeah listen we got you. We got you, dude. We we know that you suffer from some shit. Like we can help you. We got like even T'Challa's like, listen, we've made advancements some... in mental health. I can give you medication. <laughs> and, and he's like, I'm not crazy. Like I'm literally, I'm I'm actually soberly thinking for the first time. You guys haven't seen what I saw. Rips off so, his like, mask. He's like, yeah. I am fine. Yeah. Like respect me for what I'm saying. But what I think is really funny though is the pain and the struggle. And the whatever else that Tony's going through as a result of not just his million year in the past experience in that cave Debacle, with Mephisto, yeah. but also with the Starbrain baby. So like there's so many things that are weighing heavy on him as a result of, I guess, his father. Because like in the movies and stuff, you know that the Howard Tony relationship is like very strained. You just didn't realize how strained it actually was. Excuse me. Or like what? that actually meant to tony and apparently yeah. now it's, he has this like super powerful baby and he's like i can't take care of this yeah this none baby. of it's even been unpacked yet because i mean it right. literally just happened in the issue before it's supposed to be addressed in the issues after this story arc so really tony right now is just like well mephisto might be my dad huh. howard's crazy right something happened yeah. in the past i just saw like million year old avengers I had a vision of a star brand baby and there's a star brand baby in my hands right now. Yeah. It's all too much for him to deal with. So, um, so Moon Knight eventually ends up like capturing briefly for a second. Um, the Marvel, the Marvel woman, Carol, the Marvel, woman. Uh, the Marvel woman. Um, and like, he puts kind of like the fear of God and, Carol's like, what the fuck, Tony? Like, why are you freezing? And he's like, we have to get the fucking hell out of here. Whatever name Moon Knight just said is something's worse is going on. And it cuts back to Khonshu just absolutely killing, like, the 50th Mephisto. Yeah. Just, like, a pile of Mephisto bodies just laying there. And and Khonshu's just like, uh, I think I'm scared. I think I'm yeah. officially scared. I've killed you a hundred times and now i am deathly afraid because i do not know how many more versions of you will come but i'm not powerful enough to deal with all of you mephistos and tony at this point was also terrified because when moon knight 
came to Tony and like explained when literally the second Tony or uh, Moon Knight said Mephisto, if Carol hadn't popped out and like rescued Tony, he was about to give him Starbrand baby yeah. because he was like, take her, beat him. Yeah. Whatever yeah. you got to do to stop Mephisto, do yeah. it. And yep. uh, he didn't tell her, but uh, he's carrying that guilt with him as well. Still. It was like, get that yeah. baby away from me, Carol, go. So can we, can we, so one weird thing here. So Moon Knight has a chance encounter with, I don't know what on the moon. Uh, it's it's it, a, 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 it's a, Nick Fury. a form of a, a watcher, basically. A form of a watcher. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know that. Like, I'm not caught up. I don't know the whole, I don't know the whole Nick Fury watcher thing going on there, but it, it is a watcher. It's a watcher. Yeah. So um, apparently Nick Fury died before this right and he became that watcher that we see what is a watcher uh they can see everything and watch everything and they know basically everything but they cannot um he mentions that he can't break those celestial chains he cannot interfere he cannot do anything um he watches if you remember i think it was guardians 2 right yeah at the end of guardians 2 we see uh stan lee talking to the watchers oh okay yeah 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 I think I it was you. post-credits for Guardians. I don't actually remember when it was, but I do remember Stanley was talking to the Watchers in one of those uh, movies. But they're the Watchers. They're apparently just there to watch. Omnipotent beings. That they're universal cucks. Yeah. It was a cool couple yeah. pages, though, because he, he like looks at Moon Knight, and he's like, you're praying to the wrong god. Yep. And Moon yeah. like, like doesn't understand it at first. And then he like tells him again, like, bro, you're not hearing me. You're praying to the wrong god. And for whatever, yeah. like, Moon Knight got it. Whatever that meant, he understood. Because at this point, like, he knows Kanchu's oh. crazy as hell. He's like, well, I shouldn't be praying to Kanchu because, like, this man, this man's wild. This man's out here. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, stem wild, bro. Yeah, and, and he gets it. So he goes back, and uh, he's fighting at, He's fighting at, T'Challa, but he thinks yeah, it's Mephisto. At, at the, right, yeah. So at the same time that that's happening, T'Challa... <laughs> has another badass moment where the the disciples come back in with whips and they're like okay well we're gonna get all that blood out of you how many how many disciples or monks or whatever they call it how many will it take to get you uh, to get all that blood out of you and he looks and he's like 50 and they're like 50 and then he breaks the chains and they're like oh god we're dead (laughs) (laughs) i love it because it cuts it's like one of the panels more guard but the next panel, yep. and it's him beating the shit out of all of them. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then he he, he walks out and he gets up to Kanchu, and about that time, uh, Moon Knight returns from the moon, and that and that uh, that run in with a Watcher, and uh, he for whatever reason at first he he believes that T'Challa is Mephisto, so he's fighting the shit out of him and fighting him and fighting him, and T'Challa's like, I don't want to kill you, I don't want to really hurt you, like we cool. I'm not Mephisto, I'm me. And the fight goes on, the fight goes on. And T'Challa gets the upper hand by a lot. Like, Moon Knight's pretty pretty jacked up. And uh, T'Challa's like, like, whoever you think I, I am, I'm not. A couple... Yeah, and yeah, Moon Knight's like, <laughs> a couple I, punches yeah, ago. <laughs> I knew you weren't Mephisto a dozen punches ago. And T'Challa's <laughs> like, what the hell is wrong with you, bro? And, uh, and Moon Knight's asking him to finish it, to finish it. Like, finish me, kill me, make me, whatever. And uh, T'Challa doesn't understand, but Moon Knight's like, I need to bleed. I have to bleed. It wants me to bleed. And the whole time this fight's going on, you see like a little side dialogue where Moon Knight's praying, and he's praying. And yeah, you kind of assume it's Takanshu, but then you think back of the Watcher about you're praying to the wrong god, and it's it's not Takanshu this whole time. Um, so T'Challa leaves him battered and walks away. And he and beats Moon Knight the shit out of himself, himself up to make himself bleed. Yeah. Um. And then suddenly it happens. You find out the god or the power that he was praying to the whole time that wanted him to bleed for it was the Phoenix Force. Yeah. Uh, there's one thing that I want to cover here before we keep going. Um, so Khonshu and the Black Panther meet. They start to fight before uh, Moon Knight and Black Panther fight. And the Black Panther explains uh, that part of the reason why uh, he's able to fight Khonshu even in this, you know, physical form of a man is because he is primordial blood. Uh, so much so that he's able to control Mjolnir. Uh, and Mjolnir is an old friend of his uh, and that his tribe knows it well. 
uh, and he actually takes Mjolnir away from Kanchu, and Kanchu goes through the same yep. thing that that Thor goes through, and he's like, "But Hammer, you are my friend." Yeah. And then Hammer's just like, yeah, nah, bro. <laughs> no. "Like right here, just sit on it, dog. Like I'm gonna go over the here reverse. With this guy. He's, he's cool as hell, bro. Have you seen his mask? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he like you know Mjolnir and and whatever. So yeah, so the whole fight that Matt just describes is true. And there's one other thing. Part of the reason why. Moon Knight thinks he's fighting Mephisto is because um, Khonshu basically used the Sorcerer Supreme's magic to make him think that that T'Challa was Mephisto in the first place. So basically, Khonshu like tricked again Moon Knight into into that, right? So like, and with the Jedi mind trick, yeah, and it it, like really like kind of exacerbates that thing that like Khonshu is out of control. And he's constantly always fucking with Mark Spector's head. Like, that's the thing. Those are the two things that Mark Spector hates the most about Khonshu. And those are probably two of the biggest reasons why he was just like, bring on the Phoenix. Please bring on the Phoenix. While we're on the the topic of the scene, I think one one of the best just panels in the entire comic was... The body of like a thousand Mephistos, or the the pile of a thousand Mephisto yeah, corpses. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There were the literally background. so many Mephisto corpses. It reminded me of. Uh, did you guys ever watch The Flash season three? Nope. Yeah, season three was when it got really bad. <laughs> but it was uh, the whole the concept of the villain was he was trying to project himself into time so that he existed in every reality at all times, concurrently. And so that's kind of what you see here with Mephisto is you just see countless versions of mephisto and there are still countless more out there which is like Uh, how did this happen in the first place outside of the time stone well we'll get to that in a second but so mark specter the 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 fist of the phoenix now (laughs) is like i pray to no god i pray to no man just myself and it's just strong independent moon knight I'm just literally just like, yeah. <laughs> he basically like came to the epiphany that like these gods are just as fucking crazy as we are, <laughs> dumber even. In some yeah, cases. Dumber. pretty much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he he essentially uses the Phoenix Force at this point to as like the one thing, along with uh, Starbrand, baby. As as the one thing who to hits like, you with the uh, the little Irish baby pose, up yeah, the, to, the to bring enough light. bring enough fire and sunlight essentially to cancel out some of the moon and make uh, Kanchu weak enough to actually be defeated uh, by yeah. Tony and Carol and and Mark. And Which was, also, was it the Starbrand baby was like angry at Mark uh, Moon Knight being so close, like he was like, you yeah, might want to yeah, take yeah. her away. Yeah, he was like, listen, I don't mean the baby any harm, but uh, I don't think she's taking it. Yeah, I don't think she shares the same opinion. So the rest of the Avengers go to rescue T'Challa. For them to go out and get Black Panther and the rest of the team together. And while Moon Knight, Carol, and um, and Tony Stark and Starbrand Baby are beating the shit out of Khonshu uh, in the sky because Khonshu is chasing after Starbrand Baby, um, the rest of them are rescuing um, you know, T'Challa. And finally they get to... Um, they get to where they need to go, and, and Ghost Rider gets his his, his powers back. Um, and T'Challa has two onks, which is you know which were housing uh, the power of um, of Agamotto and also the um, uh, the Iron Fist. The Iron Fist. And he gives it he gives it to Hulk and to uh, to Blade, and he's just like, all right, well here are these two powers. Make sure to protect them. And also use them. And it's probably one of the greatest single panels I've ever seen. Oh, which yeah. is like the Iron Hulk and the Sorcerer Supreme. And Blade, Blade. the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> yeah. Just like fucking. It was pretty thug life. It is. Wait, what is it? Yeah, it goes Jennifer Jennifer Walters, the Iron Hulk, Blade, the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> and it's just like absolute lunacy happening. And like, that's kind of what I love the most about moon knight comic books is that they literally just go off the rails all the time like it, and they go off the rails hard like none of it makes any fucking sense when you think about backwards. it you're like why does she hulk even need an iron fist bro but like it, like do we I need mean, to shatter the look... universe like what? yeah exactly um but so then like specter finally has like a where he's like floating above earth and he's just like i should do the right thing moment of introspection yeah, I should just 
I should just burn it all down. He literally does what every phoenix ever has ever wanted to do to Earth, which is I would like to destroy this. This would make the most amount of Reborn sense. Reborn from be... the fire. Yeah, and I would be the biggest hero ever for burning it down. Hello, this makes perfect sense. Um, and of course, the person to interrupt him is fucking Thor, acting like a little bitch. Um, and he like sla- slaps the shit out of him with like you know, with flying his... out of it. Mark sees him yeah. flying uh, towards him. He's I like, like, I he's guess like, I deserve this. Yeah, he's like, I suppose I deserve this. <laughs> um, he hits Earth, and he's just like, damn. I guess I'm just a man without a god now. He's just like <laughs> laying there, and the the phoenix disappears. The phoenix um, flies away. Yeah. Yeah, the phoenix like you know wherever wherever it ends up going, which we we get to in. I think it's going to be Namor, right? According to the comic before this, maybe it's yeah, gonna care. Oh, it's yeah. still going on right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in 38, you kind of start to get the resolution for him, right, which is like we hear the story more of the story about how um Mephisto works, which I think is probably it, it's almost like the stories about how vampires work, right? So, like, if you let them into your home, like, that's it, you, you, you're fucked. And Mephisto is the same way, right? So, like, you make a deal with Mephisto, and then you have to pay him back as many times as he ever has to come back for it. And the story's like, basically him on the Western Trail in the frontier. Uh, man is starving with his family, and then he kills his family to feed himself. But every generation, Mephisto comes back and collects the fingers of the children and, like, an infant. And he'll come back as many times as possible in order to keep himself alive and, like, there. And then parallel to that, you also learn that Mephisto has been on Earth, I think we mentioned this before, forever, and that he's the one who brought, you know, um, he's the one who brought, like, uh, uh, Apocalypse, or or not Apocalypse, uh, who was uh, Hulk. Um, I'm trying to see. I don't want to double check this, because this, I thought these panels were so cool for you to be like, oh, so the history of Earth has literally been shaped by Mephisto just bringing bad shit. <laughs> do the living planet apocalypse uh thanos and like whatever else was there every time and it's just so interesting because like you don't realize that it's not the chaos that is brought things that you think are outside of the avengers control really it's within the control of mephisto and just him fucking with the avengers until he can finally take over the planet so it's like Mephisto's endless onslaught of weakening the Avengers over the years, trying to slowly break them, destroy them, and then now, like, going into whatever the next story arc is, it's really going to be Mephisto's uh, plan, trying to coordinate the uh, the people we saw in issue 32 uh, mm-hmm. to work together um, to take on the Avengers, which should be an interesting arc in and of itself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually going to keep reading this. You just completely cut out right there. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, You said Uh, you're going to keep reading this? Oh, yeah, because I have the the Marvel subscription. So, like, the last, the most recent two comics came in, and uh, already we have, like, a regular-ass Jean Grey. Um, And at the end of, in 38, Thor addresses this with Blade, right? So Blade's looking at the Phoenix, which is in the North Pole right next to the Avengers headquarters, and he's like, we should probably kill this. If I know anything about anything is that things bleed. When you make them bleed, they die. Uh, and something tells me, Thor boy, that you know how to do this. And Thor's like, I do know how to do this, but it's looking for a body. It needs like a receptor of this vehicle, and it has to it has to get it. But if we don't give it to it, then we can we can keep it weak enough, and everything will be fine, and it won't destroy the earth. But if it does get a body, yes, I do know how to make it bleed, and I will probably die trying. Like he hits him with the fifty cent. I'll, I'll get Richard die trying. Like, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna die trying. And, like, you know, that that's kind of how it goes. But, um, yeah, already in the new issues, like, you could see that there's, like, Phoenix already takes over a body. It's, like, back to, like, being the murderous Phoenix that it is. Which, like, I've never understood where Phoenix came from. Like, it's one of the, like, Ada loves Phoenix a lot. And, like, that's, like, it's her... An ancient, her th- it's an ancient being, essentially. From a different place. Sounds gay. <laughs> The um, but I can't say much. I like Moon Knight, so. <laughs> so highlights of this comic, uh, I liked it. You know, in general, uh, I thought it was a nice, interesting side story. It was nice seeing Avengers comic where the Avengers really aren't the forefront of the comic. Um, their powers are, 
uh, in the form of different people. Uh, yeah. I would definitely recommend this run. Uh, it's a pretty good... Uh, as long as comics like this have gone on, like as long as an Avengers comic has gone on, it's nice to always see originality. And I think there's a lot of originality in this comic run. I, I'm 100% with you. I think... Um... So, like I mentioned earlier, I'm like a big Moon Knight fan. The the Ellis versions of Moon Knight when they did the the like the teens and like the early teens of 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 the two thousand like 20, 2010, 2011, 2012, Like from that point forward, there have been like so many good Moon Knight runs um, that have happened. Like the Ellis one was really good. Jeff Lemire does like run with. Um, I definitely recommend reading them. This one was the most fun because it's been the first time in a long time that we get to go full circle since like 2012, I want to say with Moon Knight and the Avengers. Um, and that's like, it's anytime it's the Avengers and Moon Knight, you know, just fuckery, just pure unadulterated <laughs> fuckery. None of it's going to make sense. It's going to get real weird. Um, and the, the best part about it for me is that it didn't go too deep into it being within Spectre's own head. Like it, it, it existed in the real world, I guess, if you want to say it that way. Whereas a lot of the most recent Moon Knight comic books are very like meta and very like introspective. And there are, it, it is comic book esque, but it also has that like super psychological take that most yeah. Moon Knight comics have taken re taken on recently. Um, but I, I loved it. I thought this was. Super I'm actually believe it or not, like I'm probably going to sit back down this afternoon and reread it just because I was just like I feel like I missed so many little things about like. Uh, yeah so and like all that other stuff so i'm like i'm way into it what was your uh single favorite panel probably blade and she hulk getting the powers <laughs> like I, dude, when good. i saw that i was like when i saw that i was so much fun this is so much fun what about you matt uh definitely one of the black panther ones they made him like the most badass character in this yeah i forgot to mention at one point and and uh, right before when he meets Moon Knight for the first time, he actually tells uh, Rogers, he's like, "All right, Stephen, the Avengers are yours now," and it's just like you forget that like he had taken over and like yeah. he had been he had been responsible for them for for quite some time and just kind of like very like benevolently relinquishes his charge of the Avengers. It's like it's the most like T'Challa thing ever. Just be like, "Okay, I'm done," and you're like, "What?" <laughs> what do you yeah, mean? And mockingly like... throughout the entire comic, they call him the Avenger King. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think my oh. favorite panel was uh in spirit of this week's uh events, the uh the ape with the infinity power stone. Yo, that is so <laughs> funny. That was so funny. I when when uh um so you're getting the narration from Tony Stark throughout all of it and he's just like he's in the of cave in this reality. Yeah, he's like and of course the devil has to give me a gorilla with an infinity stone <laughs> and it's just like yeah i guess you know it's gonna be weird um, you're thinking like wait but, how did he survive that he just got I, beat up by an ape with the with, power, yeah, stone. power stone yeah. <laughs> but uh, we it, know that's because mephisto was just trying to beat tony's mentality into a pulp so that he would give in to mephisto but yeah, yeah. no good run it's, I would say that this is probably one of the better Avengers in a long time. Because, like, I, I don't know. Matt's, like, it's a much different. bigger Avengers. Yeah, Matt's a much bigger Avenger head than, than I am, for sure. But, like, the ones that I've read have always been, like, a, like Avengers story, right? So, like, it's, you know, Taskmaster or, you know, whoever. And it's very, like, straightforward. We have to get this done yep. to beat this person. And it is. And this it is, is this... more so Moon Knight featuring the Avengers what that but like also just like just psychotic lunacy comic book bullshit which like whenever you can get that i feel like it makes the comic so much more fun yep i think that's why i enjoyed it because the avengers were kind of the side character like with the avengers comic is it's really hard to it's really probably really hard to write because there's there's so much that has to go on and there's so much going on at one time and there's so many characters that have things going on and like it can get kind Steve of, only said like five things throughout this yeah, entire comic. It, if you it, think about it, it can get kind of out there writing the and reading the Avengers comic. But this run was was more of a 
Moon Knight centered thing, and the yeah. Avengers were were kind of the Avengers were kind of the supporting cast. Yep, I agree. Um, should we uh, unveil the next uh, the next read for next week? Go for it. Let's have it. So it's my turn to pick. Uh, this actually came as a recommendation on Twitter. A friend of mine, I, an acquaintance, I guess. Uh, his name is Fresh, Fresh Daily. He lives out in San Francisco. A uh, cool guy. Uh, really talented artist. And he recommended uh, Headlooper, uh, which is written by Andrew McNeil. Um, it's called The Island uh, or A Plague of Beasts. Um, this is basically a four-issue run. Um, it's from 2015 and it ends in 2016 and it encaptures like about four, uh, six different chapters. Um, this was actually a self-published comic from 2013 to 2014 and then Image picked it up from 2015 on. Um, I, the art by itself reminds me a lot of Nickelodeon, which <laughs> like it, it gives me a lot of like Nickelodeon vibes. Cool. Um, but the topics that are covered are supposed to be like kind of heavy. Um, and it's, it's basically like they call it a quarterly adventure, which I love. So, uh, I'm, I'm very much going to look, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think the story should be pretty cool. And, um, basically for any of the, anybody that's wondering if I, if you need a sell on the story, um, it's the story of a, uh, legendary swordsman named Norgle. Uh, dubbed the head looper and his companion uh, which is the severed head of agatha blue witch um, and they basically are like running from realm to realm to fulfill their uh, quests and while they do they're uncovering mysteries and, and finding friends and foes along the way um and um just super fun and uh it, it i think it's going to be a blast to read and i'm really um, i'm looking forward to covering it for you guys because um this is one of those weird off-kilter comics that I like to choose. Um, and it's straight away from DC or Marvel, which makes me very yeah. happy because I couldn't do any more. I couldn't do any more of either one this this coming week. I've read through a couple of pages already, and it does feel very, uh, you know, it's got like a, an adventure time type of yes. tone to it. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. And the one of the things that really attracted me the most was one of the reviews on the back. <laughs> It was uh, by one? Scotty Young. Uh, there are normal comics, and then there's a comic that has a giant bearded guy with a big fuck you sword that cuts off the heads of all these other comics. That comic is Head Lopper, and it's great. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Good review. I'm very much... So I'm looking yeah. forward to, to diving more into that next week. Hell, hell yeah. Um, so before we go, we have to, I think I have to extend an apology. I think we all have to extend an apology for last week. Uh, we recorded an episode. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, no, episode what? three is forever known as the lost the episode. Lost episode. So we're gonna call this episode three point one. Uh, maybe I don't know. We're just gonna fuck around. <laughs> no, this is episode um, four. Episode three is gone. <laughs> episode three it. is gone. We're doing it the, live. Um, we're rolling with it. I know some I of you it. were were looking forward to the the Vader comic run, and uh, you know if you want to hit us up, we'll probably do like a side review on it. Um, but the official reel, unfortunately, we switched to, uh, you know, we did our whole media launch uh, last week and we switched to a new Twitch channel. Um, and unfortunately, Twitch by default does not have VODs saved. Uh, <laughs> you have to turn it on. So we suffered the loss of that week's podcast. But we're here. We're back. Yeah. We fixed it. And uh, we, you know, thank you for watching. Yeah, heard that. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Uh, we will see you next weekend. Um, as always, if you have any recommendations, anything that you'd send our way, anything you want to recommend, or any comments, criticisms, um, if our language is too vulgar, you can, you know, slap. Maybe go watch something <laughs> else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you're a listener on Spotify, make sure to send us a, an email at culturefluentmedia at gmail.com. If you're watching yep. on YouTube, you can always leave a comment. Um, and if you're watching on either YouTube or Spotify, remember you can also see the podcast live on Twitch at Culture Fluent Media. Uh, we pod three times a week. Yep. Uh, so that's all I got. You boys got anything else? No, it's uh, a pleasure, gentlemen. No, I'm good. We'll see you guys uh, Monday or Tuesday for Uncoachables. 
Yep. Hell yeah. Thank hold you all line. for watching. Hold, yeah, hold the line. Hold the GameStop line. Like the Power Stone ape, hold the line. Uh, go get some some American Airlines, some AMC, Diamond Hands, Nokia, some some Blackberry. We're going all the way to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you guys soon. All right, later, guys.